the spirit Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have revealed to the little ones the mystery of the kingdom. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Our reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowd, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. And when the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, Did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, an enemy has done this. His slave said to him, do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, no. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. Then at the harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in a bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush and the birds of the air come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then, dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun 
in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. Amen. My dear friends, these readings were a little bit hard to get a bead on. Like, what's the common theme between these readings? Until I decided to apply the mystagogical approach to reading the scriptures, and that is you look at the scriptures and say, What's the sacrament that's being taught to us here? What's the sacrament that the Lord is teaching through these scriptures? And then it immediately came to me, these scriptures are talking about the sacrament of holy confession or holy penance uh, or holy reconciliation, the sacrament that is such a beautiful gift that Jesus gave to us in this world. If you see it in that first reading, it's about talking about a God, a Father, our Father who is so patient with us, who gives us so much time so that we will repent, who is so patient and so lenient with us and so much wants us to repent and turn away from our sinful ways and turn towards him. This is what the sacrament of confession is for, for this slow movement of the heart. No, it's slow. We got 80 or 90 years, maybe 100. We got time. (laughs) But we have to make this slow movement away from selfish self-love into loving the Father more. We have to make a slow movement in our life away from sinful self-reliance to relying totally on God. And that's why God has given us this beautiful sacrament. I know it's frustrating. Even myself, I, I think I've conquered a sin. I haven't done it in a long time. I think, boy, I got that sin behind me, and then it gets me. <laughs> then I have to go back again, humbling myself in the confessional and before God and asking for the strength to overcome that sin. So it's a beautiful thing that the Lord has given us, the sacrament of confession. Just think for a half a second, what would you be like if you'd never been able to go to confession? How much guilt, how much sin... How much brokenness would you be carrying around where in the confessional God the Father uh, is watchful and healing for us? And this beautiful psalm, Psalm 86, Lord, you are good and forgiving. And of course, that is one of the purposes of the sacrament of reconciliation or confession or penance. It's so great. It has three names, reconciliation, penance, confession. Those are also what we're doing in there. And the effects of it are also very great because it gives forgiveness of our sins and it also gives healing because when we sin, it causes damage in ourselves and in other people and it gives healing in that sacrament and it gives strengthening. We are strengthened against that sin so we won't commit it again. So the the Lord is good and forgiving and healing and uh, strengthening for us against the sacrament. And then in Romans 8, talks about the Holy Spirit. Of course, this is a preeminent place of the Holy Spirit is this sacrament of reconciliation. Yes, I can tell God with outside confession that I'm sorry and receive forgiveness, but the Lord has promised in these seven places, in these seven beautiful sacraments, to be present to us in a very special way, a way that he is not present in other ways on the earth, 
in these seven sacraments. He is very, very present to us. And the Holy Spirit is especially present in the sacrament of confession. Most easily, I can see the Holy Spirit most easily present in the sacrament of confession because a lot of times I say things that I know I'm not that smart. <laughs> I know I didn't have the words for that person. I could never have seen that insight that the Lord just gave me. So the Holy Spirit is very, very active in this spirit of confession uh, in, in the uh, confessional as the Holy Spirit is very, very active in all of the sacraments. Finally, in our beautiful gospel, uh, Jesus tells us that we have an enemy, that there's an enemy out there who wants to destroy us, who hates us, who would like to take us down and take us off the path towards God. And the sacrament of reconciliation is one of the greatest tools and the greatest weapons we have against the devil. Because within that sacrament, the devil's hold on us is weakened. It is, uh, we are liberated sometimes in confession. We are delivered sometimes in confession from the devil. We are, and we are given illuminations by the Holy Spirit, insights into ourself or into the scripture that come directly from God to help us in that battle against the devil. The sacrament, um, what's being said now, which I really like, that you know, the sacrament of confession is more powerful than an exorcism. And that one confession is worth a hundred exorcisms. Because exorcisms are just a sacramental, like holy water or the green scapula or something like that. But this is a sacrament. This is where the Holy Spirit is especially present and powerful. St. Augustine said it so well. He said, it is, there's more power and there's more of a miracle in a righteous person coming from a sinner than when God created the heavens and the earth. That the sacrament of confession is more powerful than the creation of the universe because we're going from a sinner to a, to a righteous person. So just a couple of tips for you about um, the sacrament of confession. One, go frequently. The church says once a year. I can't say the church is wrong, but... The church is wrong. Please go. Please go more than once a year. I mean, it's not wrong, but please go more than once a year. I like to try to go once a week when I can or once every two weeks. If you can't do that, try to go once every season, like once during Easter, once during Advent, once during Christmas, once during ordinary time. But try to make that a regular schedule in your life. Number two, don't just focus in the confessional on what is wrong. You know, but also be looking to what virtues do I do I need from God? So you take the opposite of your sin. The opposite of all your sins is a virtue, and you want to plant the virtue. Ask God to plant that virtue in your life. Catherine of Siena said, "You got to pull the weed, but plant the flower. Not just pull the weed, but pull the weed and plant the flower." So be asking the Holy Spirit and confessional to give you the opposite virtues of what you have just confessed. And number three. In the confessional, uh, just be totally open to God, and he will, he, it's, it's promise of Jesus, and Jesus can't lie. Your sins will be forgiven, you'll be strengthened and healed.